previously on the Social Proof Podcast. If they're looking at their situation, it's because you have a lack of money and you have a lack of money for a reason. For a reason. And if you go back far enough, like I'm here because of this. Yep. Because I don't have any money. I don't have any money because of this. Yep. And if I look in my closet, oh, there's all my money. You know what? Right? I'm glad you brought that up. It's something I always say when I do like speaking engagements and stuff is say, you know, the cost, the value of anything is the amount of life you're willing to trade for. Right? Say it one more time. The value of anything is the amount of life you're willing to trade for. Right? So when I'm going and talking to like kids at a school, because I really try to make it, you know, resonate with them because they're a younger demographic, I'm like, yo, who got the J's? Who like J's or whatever the shoes are? How much do they cost? And they're like, oh, well, you know, 200, 220, whatever the case may be. I'm going to give you a job. I'm going to pay you $10 an hour. Right? When you get paid, you, you could buy the J's. How much are they going to cost you? And they think it's a trick question. I just told you 220. No, it's going to cost you 22 hours of your life. Now, is, are those Jordans actually worth 22 hours of wow. your life? Right? If you go in your closet and you did the math, if you spent a Saturday and just add it up roughly, like everything that you spent on those clothes, and if you were somehow able to quantify what you make per hour, whether you're a business owner, entrepreneur or not, like, and you did the math, would it be worth the amount of life that you traded for it? Right. And so when I go through the budgeting process with my clients, we do a quantitative method and a qualitative. The quantitative is simple. Right. We go. This is what you said you were supposed to spend. This is what you actually spent. This is the difference. The qualitative method is, does this spending align with what I say I value? If you go through each transaction, it's like, dang, like that doesn't really align. I need to recalibrate. And if, and if it does align, is there a more cost effective alternative? And so. You know, when you when you look at things from that lens, it's like it's a tough conversation. He's like, eh, yeah, that I probably shouldn't have spent that, right? And it's only so many times you can have those conversations with yourself, I would think, mm-hmm. before you're like, I gotta, I gotta change. I gotta do yeah. something better. Like, cause if not, like people people kill me these days. It's like I ain't gonna be like my mom. I could be like, not like disrespectfully, but like maybe their mom worked a traditional job, or maybe they you know struggled you know in the later part of their life or whatever, and they just think that by happenstance that won't be them. What are you doing that's so different that can guarantee that, right? You're literally, you're literally doing the same thing. Your mom or whoever, they just didn't have access to information. The difference is you have all of the access, right? All of the access. You just hop on Google, you know, go on Instagram, buy a course. Like, you have all the access to information, and you're still not making the right decisions, right? So we just have to really have those conversations with ourselves. One of the things I always say is I like to, uh, I like to talk to myself and not listen to myself. Right. Because, you know, we're all human and the flesh is super weak. Right. Like you want to sleep in. You want to hit the sleepers. Shout out sleepers. For stuff. Sure, dude. You want to sleep in. You know, you want to eat the unhealthy foods. You want to you want to do whatever your body is craving. Right. And it's easy to give into that. Right. It's so easy to give into that. But when you talk to yourself because you know what you want out of life, it's like, yeah, that's what you want right now. But that's not what you want most. And you got to do the same thing with your money. And I think if you can create that tangible vision for yourself, then it's a little easier to stay the course, right? Because it is hard, right? Just like, you know, saving money, staying the court, knowing you want, your friends are doing this, you want to do that. But I tell my wife, like, we can't do what they do because they don't have what we want. We can't do what they do. Right? I got, you know, acquaintances where it's like, they can go out and eat, eat out all week long and do all this stuff. And then sometimes my wife, because she's the one that helps out with the cooking and stuff, she's like, well, I want to go out to eat on Wednesday. I'm like, well, you know, that would be nice. But we also couldn't do what, you know, is more in alignment with what our lifestyle looks like. And so you have to always have that thing that your North Star, if you will, that you can go back to. It's like, you know what? This is why I'm making this decision. Because if you just go through the motions, it's going to be hard to continue to go through the motions. You got to know that this is uh, this aligns with this bigger vision. You know what I mean? So, all right. So 
I'm sorry, we went on a whole nother route. Okay, so your mom's about to get married. Yep. And she said, yo, George, you're good with money. You understand this stuff. Exactly. So I'm working, I'm interning at Coca-Cola at the time. That's where I thought my career was going to go. Like, mm-hmm. I, got, I got my degree in marketing, so I'm like, yo, I'm going to be with Coke down in Atlanta. You know, so that's where I, I, was, that's where I thought I was going to go. And so I was interning one summer. I was like, cool, just give me your numbers, blah, blah, blah. Didn't have never put together a financial plan in my life. I was like, I got you. And so after work with Coke, and I was working crazy hours as an intern, you know, trying to pay my dues. Um, and then after work, I would use Coke resources to like, you know, computer, printer, and all that kind of stuff to put together this plan. And so Kenny, Kenny actually was interning or working with another financial services company at the time because he has always kind of been in the financial services industry in, one, in some capacity or the other. Right. So I was like, hey, bro, is this something like what y'all do at, the, you know, at, y- at y'all's company? He looked through, he's like, honestly, this, this is better than what we do. He's like, I don't, he said, you need to come and do what we do. He's like, this wow. is better than what we do. And he's working for like, you know, a pretty top tier or at least interning from a pretty top tier company. I'm like, huh. But even at that moment, I'm like, I just, this is what I wanted to do. I just wanted to get good at money so I could help, you know, my family, help myself. But I didn't want to do it as a career. And so I put together that plan for her. Um, and then it worked there, you know, her and my, my, my stepdad are, are still thriving. Um, and then that's kind of like, what, it was a seed that was sown like, maybe there's something more here. Um, and then I got kind of thrusted into it because, when, like I said, I graduated in 09 and the economy was, was terrible at the time. And so the job that I was supposed to have with Coke, they did away with the whole department. Wow. And so I was like, huh. So I guess I better explore this economic side of things. And so then I hit Kenny up. I was like, hey, can you make an introduction, you know, with uh, your manager there? I'm like, I'm kind of, I want to explore, you know, this is a career path. And so, but now mind you, it wasn't a job though. It was 100% commission, everything. Wow. And so I'm 22, 23 at the time. And so I was like, bet. So I got the interview. In hindsight being 2020, the interview process was way too involved for me not to be getting no kind of salary. Like they, they, set, <laughs> they set it up really good. I felt like they was doing me a favor. Right. Right. So interview, three interviews, got the job, which was not a job and uh, started out in this industry. And so because I had Kenny and a couple of other people, I was able to kind of use some of that um, guidance to help. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. 
a jump start so I could overcome some of the hurdles that they had to overcome. Mm -hmm. So I had a really good start, you know, arguably I had a really good start in the industry. Um, but again, it's, it was not a job. So in entrepreneurship, you got to keep your highs low and your lows high. So I remember I had one month, you got to, you know, keep putting it in perspective. Explain, explain that though. Keep your highs low and your lows high. Yeah. So in entrepreneurship, you, you're not going to make a set amount of money every single month, which is, could be a good thing, right? Cause that means your earning potential is uncapped, but also that means you can have a very rough month, mm. right? And so if you make, let's just say 10 grand one month, do not spend like you go, like you made 10 grand that month. Cause it's not a guarantee that you're going to make 10 grand the yeah. next month. Right. And so on top of that, um, I start in financial services was also like in the insurance industry. So my, my income was predicated upon somebody getting approved from a health perspective. So I'll start, I'm counting money cause I closed the deal. But even once you close the deal, if they don't get approved from a health perspective or it takes longer then your, your money's tied up or you might not get it. Right. And so you know, I remember like getting a really big commission check. I'm young, I'm still young, like a couple years post-college, not even a couple years. I had to go to a bank to cash it because who the, the company like bank with, like you had to go there for whatever reason to cash your check. And so I had all this cash in my pocket, didn't get a chance to deposit it, drew, drove up to like this party in Greensboro. I went to college in UNCG and it still had some buddies up there. Was balling out, by, handing people hundreds, like, yo, go buy yourself a drink. You know what I'm saying? Put your bands on, you're looking bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All that stuff, you know, go to the bank the next morning, like a thousand dollars down, money's all crinkled up. Mm. Teller's looking at me like, where, where are you coming from? Right. Like, don't even worry about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I, I brought that up to say that in entrepreneurship, like it's easy to have like a good month, but it's also easy to have a really bad month. And so I remember having situations where like I spent, like I had it, even again, my, my journey is not linear. So I know you're thinking like this guy is saying he's good with money, but like in this phase of my life, being an entrepreneur, thinking that all right, I'm gonna make 10,000 the next month, me spending a little bit of money to enjoy myself um, isn't a bad deal, right. right? But I I was a financial person, but not a not an entrepreneur. I didn't understand that yet, right? right? I was just trying to learn how to be a better financial advisor. So I learned very quickly that you gotta keep your highs low and your lows high. And so just to, I guess, reiterate that, it means when you um, make a decent amount of money as an entrepreneur, make sure that you still keep yourself on like a salary, just like you would if you were at a job, right? And inadvertently, right, if you have a slow month, if you do that, you can manage that accordingly because you didn't spend all your money when you had it. And so I was learning how to be an entrepreneur while I was learning to be a financial advisor, gotcha. right? And so that was quite the journey because I think we talked about it a little bit um, before we got on the podcast because I felt like an imposter. I was like, here I am, a financial advisor, trying to build a financial advisory business, and I ain't really got no money like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. And so it was a challenge for me um, in that season because I feel like, you know, nowadays it's a little different. Everybody can be all vulnerable and transparent. Let me try to go to one of my clients and be like, yo, I ain't got no money, but I'm going to tell you how to invest right, yours, right? right? I, I, I couldn't do it. And so it really convicted me to make sure that I got this thing figured out. And then that was kind of how the evolution of like my, my, my journey in learning how to be good with money. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. What's, yeah. what's some of the, what is some of the biggest financial L's that you've taken? <sighs> Man. So like something that hit you hard, like, bro. Oh my gosh. Murphy's law: what can happen will happen. So remember, I told y'all I started out in the insurance side of financial services. One of the thing with insurance is like you have the, these things called advances and chargebacks, mm -hmm. right? And so a person pays their insurance premium, like their first premium, but you'll get the commission for the entire year. Right. So I had this one deal, business owner do. I closed. I think I got like eighteen thousand dollars, and I was like twenty four, right? <sighs> 18, a light 18, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good, right? 
And of course, again, that was in the early days. So I didn't I didn't think that, oh, maybe I should make sure that I have this money on hand incrementally so that if he does fall off, I still can, you know, right. absorb the blow. So it was one time when business was slow. Again, ebbs and flows. Business was slow. Then my, my guy charged back on me. I don't want this policy anymore. So he stopped paying. I think it was only like four months in. Mm. And so I owed the difference of what I had earned in commission back right. to the company, right? Which so, had to be what, about $8,000 or something like that. At least, right. Yeah. And so I, business was already slow. Now I had this charge back. And I'm like, how am I going to pay my rent? I'm like, I'm not, anything that I do have coming through is going to be small. And it's, it's going to get eaten up. Because the way it works, it's not like you have the luxury of writing the check back to them when you can. Right. As other money's coming in, if right. it comes so in, so you're negative eight thousand. Yeah, just like, you put in a sale where you're supposed to get a thousand. That just means you're negative seven thousand. Exactly. Yeah. So I was deep in the hole, right, trying to figure out how I was going to pay my rent. Like, and that was that was probably one of the biggest L's because again, on top of me having that chargeback, business was super slow. So I had really no money in savings. I'm trying to figure out how I make how I make things work. At this time, I had no other side hustles. This was the only thing I was doing, and so I was I was I thought about quitting. I thought I thought about quitting several times, like going to get a job. I'm just like, this this ain't it. This mm. this ain't it, man. Because I couldn't see a way out. I couldn't see a way out. Then I then I was able to zoom out for a second, and I was like, all right, if I can just get again, not figure out what's gonna happen next next year or the end of the year. If I could just get past this moment, so I put all my energy into what can I do to get past this. So I was able to uh, broker a deal with the. Firm I was working with and say, hey, look, y'all know I'm good for because I was I was a top performer. This was just a bad little season. I was like, y'all know I'm good for. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. You know what I'm saying? So when these little commission checks come in, I need that, right? Yeah. So they let, me, they let me get it. I was able to pay my rent. And then over, over the course, I think, 90 days, I was able to pay back uh, the $8,000. But I thought that was going to put me out of the business at the time. Wow. I was like, it's an $8,000 L. Had no other way to make money. And I, I just didn't, didn't see a way out. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But, right. What was your very first savings goal? Do you remember, like, I just want to see it there? Or do you save still? 
Yeah, I still say, well, not really. I say, I just make sure I have at least six to seven months of my actual living expenses. Then the rest of my money is operating capital for the business yeah. and the rest of my money is invested in various areas. Gotcha. But my first savings goal, to answer your question, when I was, I, th- I, was, I would say like 10K. I was like, if I could, if I could see that five figures there, I would feel pretty comfortable. That was my first gotcha. savings goal. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. What is, do you have a savings goal now? Like, what is your big, like, I'll, I would accomplish it if I had this amount of money, liquid, cash. Yeah. Not you know, investments, nothing like right. that. You know what? I, it's just something about that that million-dollar number, just chilling in the bank, you know, yeah. on ice. It's just something yeah. about that, right? Like, now, granted, <laughs> I probably would want to go ahead and move it in the market pretty quickly, but, like, just seeing that would just make me feel really good. So I, I'm not going to lie. I still want that to happen. So I, was, I went to a school, and I was talking to the kids, and I said, if you have... If I gave you $500 right now, mm-hmm. what would you do with it, right? Yeah. You can imagine the answers, yo. I ain't right. gonna lie, I go get an outfit, <laughs> I, you know, put some of it away. And some, because they think that's the right answer, is I'll save it. And my question is, for what? Right. Like, do you just have it sit there? So let's kind of talk about savings yeah. strategy. Yep. What is your philosophy on saving money? Got you. Like, just saving, putting it there. Right. So my philosophy is you need to have at least three to six months of your living expenses liquid, right? Just just sitting there because you want to be you need to be able to access them when anything happens. However, to your point, you need to be very intentional about how you save, right? So I break up my accounts in like five ways, right? So and some of this is not all savings. I just want to break it up so it makes sense for you guys. One one account is variable spending, right? And I only put the amount of money again intentionally that I want to spend on things that vary. So food, gas, entertainment, whatever. It's like the new age envelope, right? I'm only putting that exact amount. So that way, it's almost impossible for me to overspend and I have to stay more engaged. Uh, Then I have my emergency reserves. And that's for like the non-revolving like stuff that can come up like doctor bills, insurance deductibles, or just something you can't plan for, right? Just knowing that something's gonna come up, but you don't know like what it is or how much it's gonna cost. I allocate a portion of my money for that, right? Then I have my um, major expense major expenses. So like if I know in 2019 I'm going on two international trips, I know that you know we're getting a new house or whatever those things are, again, at the beginning of the year I'm setting those intentions, that way I know how much I need to allocate for that. Right. The other thing that tells you is it actually tells you what you can do. Cuz some people are like I'm going to Egypt this year. Well, what money? <laughs> right, you're going to be robbing Peter to pay Paul to do right. it, right? So then that way when you can look at at the year, it's like you can actually be realistic with what you should be doing versus what are, what are you, just your heart's desires, right? right. So my major expenses. Um, and then, of course, the emergency, emergency fund, like we talked about, and that's just truly like if I lose my primary source of income or a business for a business owner, if business is really slow, where am I drawing money from to be able to offset what I need to fund my lifestyle? For an everyday working person, it's just got laid off, and I, I can't call up my leasing office or I can't call up the car company and say, hey, I ain't got it right now, mm-hmm. right? So just making sure I have the money to be able to account for those things in my transition. So that's how I look at savings. And once those things are fully funded, so to speak, I don't really put a much more money above and beyond that into those accounts because it can be doing other things for me, like working in the stock market or working in real estate or, you know, whatever the case may be. To listen to or watch this full episode, be sure to check out the Social Proof Podcast on your favorite listening platform or on YouTube. Finally, you asked for it and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, 
there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're a like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in the community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay. So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is, um, the support is appreciated. What if I told you for $1, I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week. From all across the country, you'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week and I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you... Would you take part in that? Well, go to themorningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here, okay? The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship, okay? Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book? Every single chapter, every single day, we're growing together, okay? You need the environment to grow in. Themorningmeetup.com, a dollar. I'm gonna give you all this for a dollar. If you wanna stay, Great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want. All right? TheMorningMeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.